Yesterday was Super Tuesday and I have several thoughts that I want to share and unpack and break down. I'll answer some of the questions that I've received and try to just give my honest, sincere thoughts and feelings about how things went. Uh, Of course, the race is not over. You have to have 1,991 delegates. Right now, nobody's even crossed 400. 32 states are still left. Don't call the race. It's not over. It's ridiculous to even say so. This is what campaigns do. I want to talk about the race, talk about where it is and where it goes from here. 32 states are still left. Probably your state has not voted. But then, of course, I still want to continue talking about Nate Woods. He's scheduled to be executed tomorrow and deserves our attention, our focus, our energy, our love and support. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. So as I'm recording this episode, I just learned that Mike Bloomberg dropped out just moments ago. By the time you hear this, he will have been dropped out for several hours. But wow, to have spent first to have billions of dollars that you can literally just throw away half a billion dollars in a vanity run for president is outrageous. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That that this even that he ever thought he could do this, um, basically not even running a real campaign, just trying to buy his way into the presidency. Uh, it was a threat. I, I mean, he wasn't viable in virtually any state, hardly got any delegates, but, um, but he dropped out and endorsed Joe Biden. And, um, I'm coming under heat of course, because last night MSNBC ran a report at six o'clock. I was literally in the car on my way to speak at the university of Connecticut and MSNBC did a report at six o'clock saying that Michael Bloomberg was under intense pressure. That's a quote from senior officials within the Democratic Party to drop out and, quote, clear the path for Joe Biden. And I responded saying that that's unethical, that if officials inside of the Democratic Party are saying that, that's a problem. Like if it's Democratic Party officials, that is the literal definition of election interference. The role of the Democratic Party is to be um, an unbiased referee in the sense not they're not the judge if if it's a boxing match they're not judges they are referees who are supposed to be unbiased in the actual fight they can't say you should drop out to clear the path for this person so that he can beat that person that's not how it goes it's not how it's supposed to go it's certainly how it does go within the democratic party and so when i called it out people said no that never happened nobody said that that's like no, it was literally on television. So I came home and shared the clips and people are saying, uh, it doesn't say what you think it says. Of course it does. It says that senior officials within the Democratic Party, and they repeated it multiple times, were putting, quote, intense pressure on Mike Bloomberg to drop out. And this morning he dropped out. Now, of course, he'll say he did it all on his own, but intense pressure is intense pressure. He was embarrassed. He was humiliated and he dropped out. I just want you all to hear that it's the the race is not over at at all and it's preposterous to say so. You have to have 
1,991 delegates. As of, as of this morning, nobody has yet crossed 400. Nobody is even 25% of the way there yet. And 32 states still have to vote. You know, I am proud of how organizers for the Bernie Sanders campaign did all over the country. It is always and will always be difficult to run against a sitting, uh, I mean, a two-term vice president, particularly a two-term vice president to Barack Hussein Obama. Like that's a that's a formidable candidate no matter what. And so to have come within 2% of winning Texas, which I never thought was possible months ago, um, I hoped we would win, but we didn't. To have won California by a large margin, it's not what happened for Bernie Sanders in 2016. Hillary Clinton won California. And so the team that organized that, you know, also, you know, significant wins in Colorado, Utah, and of course, Vermont, it is important to win your home state. Um, there are 32 states left. And for me, and, and I try to for this to never be like the Bernie Sanders podcast for a hundred different reasons. But for me, it's about policy. It's about what policies are you fighting for? What policies do you believe in? And um, I think that we'll, we'll try to make that the fight moving forward. Still, with all of that happening, and there being 32 states left, I'd be lying if I said my heart and my mind and my soul were not thinking about Nate Woods today. And I've talked about Nate on the past few episodes. Now, almost six years ago, I started writing about, and if you've listened to all the episodes of The Breakdown, you may have even heard me talk about throwaway people. And the United States treats incarcerated people, homeless people, often poor people, drug-addicted people, as throwaways, hardly caring what happens to them one way or the other, from policy, from vocabulary, to media coverage, certain people in this country are just treated as, uh, I don't want to say trash, like that's, I, because I'm, a, I'm uncomfortable even with framing anybody as that. But certain people in this country are just treated as throwaways, like what happens to them is relatively negligible. And that's probably true more of incarcerated people than anybody else. Nate Woods is an, is an incarcerated man in the South, an incarcerated black man in the South who was convicted of killing police officers. He's a throwaway person. But here's the thing. He didn't kill police officers. He never had a gun, never shot a gun, never wanted a police officer to die, never cheered for a police officer to die, never plotted or planned for a police officer to die. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He was in his home when police officers swarmed the house, a a drug house that he and a friend used to not only use drugs, but sell drugs. And we haven't even really had time to unpack drug addiction and judgment and all of that. And three police officers, which is horrible, three police officers were killed. If you were anywhere in the vicinity, you are a throwaway person. What happens to you is almost untouchable. 
And what I have found is that because three police officers were killed, people basically are treating it as if it's okay for Nate to be lynched. Nate had nothing to do with it. Nate was a victim in that moment. In fact, when the officers were shot and killed, Nate had been sprayed in the face with pepper spray by the officers and literally went running through the house, out the back window, across the street, and onto a porch. He did nothing. Which takes me to our action steps for today. Nate, God bless his heart, is scheduled to be executed tomorrow. Please take these action steps with us. Sorry for my hoarse voice. Uh, I spoke last night at the University of Connecticut, but I am I am hurting for Nate Woods. I am devastated for him, for his family. Here we are now, just a day away from a man who did not commit the crime. It's indisputable. Police and prosecutors don't say that Nate fired a single shot. But because he was there, he was convicted. And because in Alabama, if you were there when something horrible like that happens, you are treated as if you did it. But he did not. He did not do it. He did not ask for it, did not want it. And it's wrong to execute him. No matter how bad the thing is that happened, the shooter openly says, I did it. I did it alone. Nate did not want it. Nate did not know it was going to happen. Nate did not ask for it, did not strategize for it. It's outrageous, unconscionable, unthinkable that our nation would sentence a man to death and kill him, injecting him with lethal fluids, killing him just for being there. It's wrong. It's illegal lynching. It's awful. Today, if you go to SaveNate.com, if you have not yet filled out a letter, send, please. Don't just send the form. Write your own letter. Go to SaveNate.com, and in your own words, please plead with them to halt this execution. They're just asking for a reprieve. All right? Write the letter in your own, in your own words, and then we have a phone number there, and we will talk you through step-by-step, who you need to call and what you need to say, all right? I love you. I believe in you. Please go to SaveNate.com, send the letter, make the phone calls, and do it today. Take care, everybody. Break it down.